Hello, everybody. Glad to have you here. And uh, we're going to jump right in. Got a long way to go and a short time to get there this morning. And so go ahead and grab your Bible and turn with me to the 72nd Psalm. While you're finding uh, that uh, location, I'm going to go ahead and uh, get started some on the uh, introduction uh, to this particular psalm. Uh, we, um, as Americans, certainly can identify with uh, this psalm uh, in the last few months uh, as we see the uh, what uh, the phrase we keep hearing or, or kept hearing here, but uh, is uh, relayed to us here, is the peaceful transfer uh, of power. And Psalm 72 uh, is... Uh, marking uh, that uh, event in the nation of Israel. Uh, it is the transfer of power uh, from David, uh, from King David to his son Solomon. And you will notice that the uh, superscription for this uh, psalm says that it is a psalm for Solomon. Uh, which leaves us with some confusion. Uh, that word uh, where it says Psalm for Solomon could mean <clears throat> a Psalm of Solomon or a Psalm about Solomon. Uh, and so where that leaves us as far as authorship uh, is that this Psalm could, ha could have been written uh, by Solomon about himself. Uh, it could have been written by David about Solomon, uh, or it could have been written by a third party uh, about Solomon. We're just not completely uh, sure. Uh, I'm going to go with my standby uh, position uh, and say that David wrote it uh, about, uh, about Solomon, but uh, we don't know. Uh, what we are sure of, that is clear as we'll go through the psalm and see, uh, is that the, the psalm is a uh, record of David's prayer uh, for Solomon uh, as he takes over uh, the kingdom. Uh, and uh, again, what we don't know is who actually uh, put it on the paper. Uh, we know that it's David's prayer, no question, as you as we're going to look at the text. Um, we can look at the very first verse and see that. Um, but um, we, we know who said the words. We know who the words are about. What we're not sure of is who actually uh, recorded those words and, uh, and, and uh, saved them. Uh, for us. Uh, and so as uh, we look at this psalm, uh, another thing about the 72nd psalm, and I don't know if I have um, uh, covered this. I can't remember uh, when, uh, when we got to the 41st psalm, if I mentioned anything about this, uh, but uh, there are 150 uh, chapters or 150 psalms recorded for us. Uh, those 150 psalms are uh, divided into 
uh, five books. Uh, it's almost like having, uh, maybe you've seen um, uh, church hymnals, uh, and I, sometimes you'll see church hymnal volume one, or uh, I remember one, Songs of Inspiration is one that uh, many people used to see, uh, volume one or two or three. It's almost as if there are five volumes uh, of the Psalms. The first uh, book uh, of Psalms is one through 41. Uh, the second book uh, is the 42nd through the 72nd Psalm. And what we're going to find out as we, go, as we move on from this point is uh, that uh, this Psalm, the 72nd Psalm, uh, is going to be the end of, um, it's not the last Psalm of David we will uh, come across, uh, but David is not going to be the main author uh, as he has been. If you think back, if you've been with me uh, all along, you know that over and over we've said this is a uh, a psalm uh, of uh, of David. It's the first seventy two psalms. The vast majority uh, were uh, written by David. Uh, with a few of them being written by someone else. Uh, from this point on, uh, the vast majority are going to be written by somebody else, and a few of them written by David. Uh, you'll notice in the 20th verse, the last verse uh, of this psalm, it tells us that. It says, the prayers uh, of David, the son of Jesse, uh, are ended. Uh, and so we have, again, this transfer uh, of the throne uh, from David uh, over to uh, to uh, Solomon. One of the things that uh, as we go through this psalm, it's important for you, uh, I think, to keep in mind is while there is no question uh, that this psalm is written about Solomon, uh, that you cannot miss the fact uh, that there is a uh, certainly an overture uh, pointing towards uh, Christ as uh, the eternal, uh, ultimate king. Uh, it, again, it's obviously a prayer for Solomon, but there are, uh, again, uh, hints of. There is, uh, it is ultimately referring to, uh, to Jesus Christ. And so uh, with that little bit of background and uh, using up most of my time this morning, uh, let's jump in and tackle uh, this, uh, this psalm that uh, is a psalm for or about uh, King Solomon. Uh, and so as uh, David uh, is probably on, again, I, I believe that David did uh, write this for his son. I believe it was his dying prayer, probably on his uh, deathbed. Uh, and he is praying uh, that God would make him a righteous uh, king, uh, that he would make him a, uh, give the king thy judgments, that he would be a just and righteous uh, ruler uh, of Israel. David uh, certainly loved his son, uh, and he loved Israel. Uh, he loved his nation, uh, and David is praying that God uh, will cause or help Solomon uh, govern the nation uh, according to the, the principles 
uh, and the precepts of, uh, of God himself. Uh, and so that is his, uh, his opening prayer, that he would be given uh, this divine wisdom, judgment, uh, righteousness. Uh, again, and, uh, in the nation of Israel, it was very important. A king, uh, one of his most important tasks was to be, uh, to be a judge uh, and to settle uh, a dispute. Uh, and so David is praying that God would give him the wisdom uh, to give uh, good judgments uh, and to do them uh, in a righteous uh, manner. Uh, secondly, he says, he shall judge thy people with righteousness and thy poor with judgment. Uh, and so he is praying that he will uh, also judge the people not only righteously, uh, but fairly, uh, that he would uh, be uh, a fair judge. And notice uh, verse two, he says, he will judge thy people. Uh, and so David recognizes that the people belong to God. Uh, they didn't say that he would judge his people, uh, that doesn't judge Solomon's people, but he would judge God's people. And so God is praying, uh, or David is praying that Solomon will recognize uh, who uh, the people are, that they belong to God himself, and that he would judge them uh, fairly uh, and correctly, uh, that he would bring peace to the nation. The mountains shall bring peace to the people and the little hills by righteousness. And so David is uh, continuing a, a great prayer for his people as he leaves them uh, into Solomon's hand that, uh, that they would have peace uh, and prosperity uh, during the time uh, of Solomon's uh, Solomon's reign. Uh, he continues and says, he shall judge uh, the poor of thy people. He shall save the children of the needy and shall break in pieces the oppressor. They shall fear thee as long as the sun and the moon endure uh, throughout all generations. Uh, and so here he is praying uh, that God uh, would help Solomon uh, as king uh, protect the nation, uh, keep the nation safe from their enemies, from their attackers, uh, that he would also, uh, again, verse 4, the poor, the people, uh, the children of the needy, uh, that he would take care of, uh, of all people, that he would take care uh, of, of those who society generally uh, abused and uh, took advantage of, uh, that David would be, uh, or that Solomon would be uh, a just and uh, fair king in, uh, in all those situations. Uh, and he shall come down like rain upon the mown grass, uh, as showers that water the earth. In his day shall the righteous flourish in abundance of peace, so long as the moon endureth. And so uh, David, uh, his prayer here uh, is that Solomon um, would be good for the nation, uh, that he would be like uh, the spring rain uh, on the land, that he would, if, if Solomon would lead uh, the people according to the laws, according to the word of God, uh, then the people uh, would be blessed. They would have an abundance of peace. Uh, he says in verse 7 uh, that they would have this uh, happiness and joy uh, about them. 
And so as we consider uh, those, uh, this first section of this prayer of David uh, for Solomon, uh, I want to remind you, uh, as I said uh, earlier, uh, that this prayer was first and foremost a prayer uh, of David for his son Solomon as he took over, uh, assumed the throne of Israel. Uh, but it is also a um, it, it is a uh, it, it is a prayer that is fulfilled ultimately uh, in the kingdom in the reign uh, of uh, of Jesus Christ and uh, David prays that Solomon uh, would govern Israel uh, in the same way that God uh, that Christ would uh, would one day uh, rule. Uh, and so we, uh, I, as I look at these verses, there are two lessons, uh, two things I'd like for you to, uh, to pull from uh, these first seven verses that we've looked at. Uh, I think this is a good model uh, for us in praying for our leaders and uh, praying for uh, our uh, our officials, our elected officials, those who are uh, are serving, that they would uh, have these same kind of uh, blessings on them. I don't think uh, we could ask for anything better than a president, a senator, a congressman, a governor uh, that would rule in, uh, with the, the righteousness of God, uh, that he would judge with righteousness and, uh, uh, and that the, the uh, peace and prosperity, uh, that the poor and the needy would be treated uh, fairly, that we would be uh, protected and we would be blessed uh, while they uh, while they were uh, in uh, authority, and so it's uh, again I think it's a good uh, good pattern or or model for us uh, again in how to pray for uh, for our uh, elected officials and our uh, the authorities uh, that we have, uh, but then secondly, uh, it should fill our hearts with. Uh, joy and give us a song of praise uh, to know that uh, these verses are ultimately uh, going to be fulfilled uh, in Jesus Christ himself, that Jesus, uh, as he comes, when he returns, uh, he will judge in righteousness, that he will bring peace and prosperity to his people, that he will uh, bless the poor and the needy, that uh, he will provide protection. He will be like the rain, uh, the spring rains uh, that come on the grass. And so, uh, again, a, um, it, it's a great, uh, I think, a great uh, encouragement, a great uh, reminder for us of the coming uh, of Jesus Christ and the promise uh, of his return that we have uh, to look forward to. And um, so I hope you use it for, uh, use this as kind of fuel for those two thoughts, uh, how we can pray for our leaders. Certainly they, uh, they need prayer, some, some probably more than others, um, and uh, that we pray for our governmental officials and leaders. Uh, but secondly, that we look forward, uh, that we rejoice that no matter what this world may hold, no matter how hard uh, or harsh it may get, we look forward to a day uh, when our coming king uh, will rule and reign and, and uh, in 
give us peace and prosperity um, and uh, bless his people. And then thirdly, let me just say this uh, as we wrap up. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, uh, that you would uh, ask him into your heart uh, so that one day you can uh, be part of uh, his kingdom uh, and his rule and reign. All right, you have a great day, and we'll see you back here tomorrow morning.